Welcome back to the Pearls and Pearls podcast. I'm your host, Peter Kay. Today, I am joined by a wonderful guest who I've had the pleasure of working with in the past and now we've become friends. So I'm really excited to have her on the show today. Her name is Cherie. She's going to be sharing her story and how she navigated throughout her 20s. There are so many amazing milestones which Cherie was able to accomplish in her 20s and there are so many things that you'll be able to learn from her. So I definitely advise you today to grab a notepad and a pen or take some notes on your phone because there are definitely going to be some gems that you can apply to your life if you're in your 20s or even your 30s 40s 50s or even more (laughs) whatever your age is I'm sure there are going to be things that you can actually learn from today's show so I hope you enjoy it and let's get into today's topic hey Cherie thank you so much for joining me today how are you I'm good thank you Peter Kay um thank you so much for having me I feel privileged (laughs) oh thank you like honestly when I thought about this topic I thought that out of the two people I thought of, I thought, yep, Cherie's the one. This this topic is for her. And I just think it would be great to have someone that's, you know, now in their 30s, you know, still young, but still kind of has that experience from their 20s that can kind of share how they navigated their 20s with us. And obviously sharing your gems, things we can learn from, if there's mistakes that you made that we can learn from too, and just really a candid conversation. So no pressure, just 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 get into it so (laughs) so how would you describe Cherie in her 20s what were you like can you remember how would you describe yourself oh it depends on who you ask what you are asking me yeah asking you how would you describe yourself (laughs) you know I I'm I'm looking I'm gonna look at myself now from the outside and um, not just my experiences I'd say obviously you mentioned I'm in my 30s and I'm looking back a few years more than 10 years ago now um I was a (laughs) go-getter I was a go-getter for sure um I was the person that knew what I wanted um I think I was always like this I remember even being really really young and I was very always very confident in my thoughts and always knew what I wanted and did whatever I I I wanted to do and achieve whatever I wanted to do to achieve you know I had a conversation with my mum recently about how I would (laughs) she said I would summon people I would make drawings do art and just decide I'm gonna sell these and and anybody that came to the house had to buy one (laughs) wow that sounds so familiar (laughs) I used to do things like that too Yes, and you look back at these things and realize it's 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 a part of who you are because not everyone did things like that. People did different things, you know. Yeah. Ways, but you were so confident, and as a child, you're a little bit fearless as well. Now you probably be more shy as you as you become as you become older. You get a bit more shy. You get a bit more conscious of what people think. But as a kid, you can look back and kind of see the basis of your character and who you really are. So if ever you 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 lose who you are, look back at who you were. Under, when you were under 12 years old, I would say. So again, um, I knew what I wanted for people that were ahead of me, older than me, more professional than me when I was in my 20s. They would admire um, my character. They could see that I, I used my initi- initiative a lot. They could see something in me and they always used to say, it. but people that were my peers or younger or, you know, they they probably would think I'm a little bit much or a little bit serious why don't mm-hmm. you loosen up why don't you drink why don't you this why you, you know and 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 I look at that and I and I, I noticed that then and I noticed that now that definitely there was some difference to people that were my peers as opposed to people that were older or or, or achieved already they admired something in me and just seeing that over and over again 
when I was in my 20s, I'm thinking, mm, I guess I'm not doing too badly, then I'll just continue what I'm doing. And, and sometimes it, things that I, were, I was doing felt wrong or it felt, should I wait or am I rushing? Am I, am I too much? But then again, something deep inside just kind of pushed me to do whatever I wanted to do, whatever I thought was, was right. Yeah. Um, I was very highly ambitious, I'd mm-hmm. say. So highly ambitious meaning not choosing the biggest, highest paying career, but kind of knew what I wanted to do. I knew what I wanted to do and I had a plan. I was a gold setter. I was, I was the girl with the file effects. I always had, I still have the same file effects I had from about 15 years ago. Wow. <laughs> I have a leather bound file effects and I, I just bought my new, um, I just changed the pages. I still have a file effects. Wow. <laughs> so I was, a fine, I am, I am. And I was a file effects keeper my to-do list, I'll have my diary. And obviously I do use my diary on my phone these days and I've got the alarm, but I, I kind of put my Filofax down for a couple of years and then I realized the benefits of it to yeah. actually look at stuff, writing. Peter K, you're, a, you're a, a kind of a mentor and an advisor. So you kind of understand the strength of writing something down and looking at it. Yeah. So I found that, you know what? It doesn't matter if the world's changing. It doesn't matter if they say use your phone or make it electronic and get alerts. I still wanted to write stuff down. And so I was a file effects keeper back then and I had my little boxes that I ticked off. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I was very much aware of sacrificing now. This is in my 20s. I was aware of I had to make sacrifices now because I really, really don't want to suffer when I get older. Do you know what? That <laughs> thought that you just said was is me <laughs> a lot of the things that I do now I'm like I don't like I say it, I always say it to my friends and I say it to my husband like my like it's suffering stops with me like my my parents they were the struggle yes. that struggle ends with me like I don't want to carry the struggle on yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it ends oh. it's finished yes I think I think that was a big I would say that kind of summed up my 20s everything else I did was on the back of I don't want to struggle when I'm older and I yeah. don't want to work forever and I have to sacrifice now. And I, and I, again, you could, you could possibly relate to Peter K. Um, everyone around you didn't think that way. They were thinking, why is she so, yeah, you know, uptight? Why is she not doing this? Why is she not doing that? We all, obviously we had our little things that we did and we wasted money here and there, but yeah. <laughs> In the biggest scheme of things, I was afraid of failing. So I knew I'm going to make some sacrifices now. I, I was saying to someone recently, it may have been you, <laughs> um, that back in the days of MySpace and the beginning of Facebook, I never knew what those things were. <laughs> really? I'm ashamed to say. I, I, I found out late. I found out late because I wasn't on the internet. I was working, saving the money doing extra hours here and there. I remember how happy I was whenever I got offered to work on the Saturdays. I'm like, good, nice, yes. <laughs> you know, I I was in that mind frame in my 20s. And when I look back now, I'm thinking, most 20 years, they're pretty chilled. They're enjoying life. I see yeah. social media and I'm thinking, I, I wasn't really drawn to being the popular one and, you know, getting involved in anything. I just wanted to 
make money and save. Mm. <laughs> That's a big part. I didn't spend, I didn't spend, but I wanted to, I liked making money. I liked to work. I, liked, I loved feeling independent. Mm-hmm. I love that feeling. I dreamt of that as a child. Being wow. free, being independent, leaving my parents. <laughs> Actually, yeah. I think I was the same as well. But then when I came into it, I was like, oh, this is expensive. I know. I, <laughs> I know. never realized. <laughs> I know. Living in a little bed seat, that was me. And I'm like, mm, but I still, I still appreciated that about myself. And um, I do say to my kids now <laughs> that enjoy it enjoy while it lasts (laughs) because once you become an adult things get you know more you have more responsibilities but they they know they know already so there's not going to be a situation that where they're rushing into adulthood hopefully yeah honestly enjoy it enjoy where you're at it's so funny when you're younger you're in such a rush to grow up because it seems so like yeah I just want to be I want to do what I want it's that I want to do what I want that drives most of us but then when you actually get into adulthood and you realize wow I have a lot of responsibilities it doesn't go away it doesn't doesn't. they just continue to increase and change yep yep that's for sure what would you say were some of the sacrifices that you made in your 20s um I'm just touching them a little bit. I, I'd say, um, again, not being a part of um, early social media, what we called social media 10 years ago, 15 years ago, which was being in Facebook groups, being on MySpace and knowing who the hottest um, entertainer was. I felt like, how come I, I didn't know this? I didn't know this person. I felt a little bit out of place in terms of pop culture. Um, I knew a little stuff, a little bit of things, but I really, once I realized what I didn't know, because you don't know what you don't know at the time, as I said, yeah, yeah, when I look, I'm thinking, wow, I really didn't know what's going on. How could I not even, and I was living on my own from an early age as well. So I was watching the pennies. I didn't have internet guys. Like I didn't pay for broadband. I paid for 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 a short time. And then I'm like, no, mm mm-mm. You know, we never we never relied on the internet so much. I had internet at work. <laughs> <laughs> and that was free. So <laughs> free. So I didn't think I had to go home and then surf the net. You know, MSN Messenger was a thing, I think. Yeah. Missed me. I never even by the time I knew what that was, that was obsolete. Wow. Yeah, I didn't I, I didn't have a major social life, but I did have one. Mm-hmm. I had a little one and I loved it, you know. Um, yeah. So, but I, I didn't know what I was missing, but sacrificing, I, if you, I think once you start to get involved into the latest, this keeping up with the Joneses, then that, that, that takes up a lot of your days and a lot of your time. And so sacrificing would be not being a part of all of that goings on, not going everywhere. Um, obviously we're talking about early twenties here. If we mm-hmm. go to later twenties, then this changes a little bit. Yeah. I then, I then could afford to do certain things later on in my twenties, but, um, early twenties discovering myself, um, I wasn't a part of the latest things and I, and I, and I wasn't into, um, having all, I'm not, a, I'm not a big trainer person. So I think when I look back at other people, they were buying this Nike, this trainers, this, I just like, if I thought something was cute, I'd get it. Yeah. I wasn't caught up in the whole being this, having that, doing the hair. People do things like, it, this might sound silly, but people do things like, I have to get my nails done every two weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I painted my own nails. <laughs> okay. And that was fine for me, you know? Yeah. Maybe the hot girls would have thought, can't you get her nails done? Brilliant. <laughs> 
no <laughs> so that's that's what I would say I sacrificed the, the the stuff that were meant to be hip at the time and mm. and and I think I, I was happy I'm happy with the decisions I made then I love that let's talk a little bit more about love and relationships what was your approach to relationships in your 20s Ooh, Peter K. yeah let's talk oh. about that one hmm women go through phases don't they yeah definitely and as I said, there's a, I think when you're in your twenties, there's a pre 25 and a post 25. That's how I see. That's I like I- that. Let's talk about that. Cause I'm now the post 25. <laughs> well, it's so different. It's so different. And this is just my perspective, guys. I, I feel like there's, I, when I got to 21, a bell rang in my head. 21 is when you realize, wow, this is serious. This mm. is life. What am I going to do with my life? Um, 17 18 19 it's, it's different when you get to 21 my 21st birthday I remember being 21 distinctively and how I felt I felt like wow the, I'm, I'm getting old <laughs> that's how, exactly how I felt but no one else felt it <laughs> no one else felt it you know like what are you talking about you're young I'm young <laughs> but yeah it's like in my head I'm like oh my I'm actually yeah. an adult now I'm that was the thought adult. in my head that that was the the, the the bell ringing moment I think 21 to 25 what there's a pre 25 as I said and a post 25 so relationship wise that changed that looked different Mm -hmm. pre 25 and post 25 it's kind of finding my way and you know I was young and I I had big dreams ambitions and I was I am a Christian and I and I I was I would say I was probably more of an active Christian pre 25 Mm -hmm. if that makes any sense um so you're kind of trying to find yourself holistically you know in everything and that was a big part of my pre-25. Spent a lot of time in church. I did a lot of um, um, what we call cell meetings, meeting up with church people. And, mm-hmm. and, and anyone who's done that, I was a part of a big church, would know that even that has its own politics. If you go to a big church, especially you're in little groups, this one's your yeah. leader, you go to this one. So, yeah, and, and that I, I experienced that. And obviously that was a little bit challenging for relationships. I always felt guilty if I had to have a boyfriend, but I did have a boyfriend and he was in church, but he was, he was a um, Seventh-day Adventist, okay. which is not a religion that I'm a part of. And I found myself in a situation where the, he was looking for marriage. And I'm thinking, mm-mm. <laughs> but we kind of, if you guys do the math, you probably can work out probably why marriage would have been a topic. I think that's a very young age. Mm-hmm. Um, probably I was about 22, 23 okay and I think I felt like yeah I felt like I'm becoming out but I felt like okay I need to do life now I need to make something of myself I need to start achieving my goals and the last thing I wanted to hear about was marriage yeah (laughs) because next thing you're gonna hear about kids I'm like "Mm." yeah even though even though I had friends that had kids at 23 or a child I should say I had my cousin had a kid already her friend, her, but I think when, when young girls have children, they tend to have friends that have children as well because they probably met in some groups or the kids went to the same school. So yeah. I was kind of the one that didn't have a kid and, you know, they probably, they weren't married. At that age, some persons had a child or relationship, they would say long-term. And I'm thinking how, you know, I never, I, I was always a different one. I never had a kid at that age mm-hmm. um, for 25. And, and then I, I didn't have a so-called serious relationship either. Yeah. And I didn't want a relationship <laughs> at that age. If you find your, and this is something I'm going to probably, if it comes up, we'll touch on that later. I don't want to go too much into relationship counseling so much, but that, that's a big part of 
what you can and may achieve in the future you know mm. what relationship you're in as a woman that can determine your future somewhat um so pre 20 pre 25 <clears throat> no serious relationship and then after that then he gets a little bit more serious and you start to think about it much more start to think about it much more so that's what i'd say and as women we go through phases and some people your wants and needs obviously will determine determine um what kind of relationship you're looking for because some people I had a friend she's in her 30s as well and she said to me recently I wanted to have my children before 30 mm-hmm. and I'm thinking I never knew that I never knew she was conscious of that when I was in my 20s I thought oh poor thing you you got these kids and you can't go out with me <laughs> that's why I, <laughs> I used to think oh every time we're gonna go out you'd have a baby or you know and, and I never I couldn't fathom that because that wasn't my reality so yeah. again relationships will depend on your your wants and needs and you know we're all individuals in that case and we have different histories and backgrounds I have a niece in um, Canada and I love her she's she's a mom she's not yet 30 and she's a mom she just had a second child she's over the moon she she says she, she said auntie I love being a mom I love being a mom and I thought oh that's so sweet you know and and that's again I could see where it's an individual thing because I never I never felt that way in my early 20s, you know? Mm. But again, so ladies, be aware and kind of know what you want. Don't follow what everyone else is doing or don't be pressured by someone else, especially if you're in church or if you're out of church. Don't be pressured by someone else's wants and needs and goals. Just just do what works for you. I totally agree because at the end of the day, you're the one that's going to have to deal with the consequences. So if it all goes terrible, you know, you're the one that's going to be going through it. If it goes well, yes, equally it's you. But you have to make sure that the decisions you're making are actually from a place of what you desire for your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and in your 20s, um, you know, um, have fun, but don't be reckless, I'd say. Mm. Have fun, but don't be reckless. Okay, so let's talk a little bit more about finances and career. Well, you kind of already touched on this, but what was your ultimate outlook? Because like you said, you weren't really in a rush to like have children or anything. You wanted to focus on building your yeah. career. Um, so what were some of the things that you were kind of focused on in your 20s? So obviously I know that you're a dental hygienist. And yeah. like I was saying to you when we spoke a few weeks ago, I think you were the first black hygienist I'd ever met. And when mm-hmm. we worked together, it was what, almost five years ago now, I think. Yeah, almost five years ago now. Yeah. I was like, wow, like I was so impressed by you because you just had so much care in your work. You know, you were very precise. And I, that was really inspiring for me to see. Oh, thank you. Um, I didn't know that um, until when you me- until you mentioned it the other day. Because I just, I never really looked at myself that way. And I have a friend. I have a friend that's a black hygienist, and she's the only one I knew at the time. And she inspired me years ago as well when I was a dental nurse many years ago. You know, mm-hmm. um, so it's nice. It's nice to to see representation, I guess. Um, which is also one of the reasons why I wanted to, I'm, I'm, I'm privileged to, to be on here just to share with, cause you never know who's listening. I had a young lady reach out to me. I went into a shop, um, a few months ago and to purchase something. It was a young owner, black lady in her twenties. She owned the shop and she, her sister was in there and she said, I don't know how the conversation came up of me being a hygienist. She go, oh, my sister would love to be a hygienist. Can I give, give, give her your number? I'm like, sure. And I realized more and more persons um, from all culture and background are opening up to different um, career paths. Because yeah. I think as Caribbeans, Africans, our parents kind of say, be a this, be a that. Because I was supposed to be a dentist. <laughs> my brother's okay. <laughs> a doctor. I was meant to go to 
the same school he went to scholarship and I thought oh no, I never want to do that so um but then I found dental as a dental nurse I found out about the career path of a hygienist and a therapist which is I'm um, duly qualified and and I thought this would be me this would be me I have a scientific background did sciences in school that's what I know I didn't do business so and I, and I wanted a career yeah. I didn't want just a job I wanted to own my profession carry it with me where I go when you're looking at your future, you want something that's going to give you not just wealth freedom, but um, time freedom. And I realized that this this would be ideal for me. And I can, you know, I can work my way up in this, on this path. So, yeah. Was there another part of the question that I missed out? Um, it was just, what was your outlook on finances or career in your 20s? Okay. Um, my outlook on it was, like I said, um, having a career that was going to allow me. I was very conscious of this also. I didn't want to feel tied down or bunged down. And I'll give you, I'll give you a little insight. My brother, who is a doctor, he's, he's, he's never appeared really <laughs> satisfied or happy or he's always moaning. Mm. <laughs> and I'm like, geez. <laughs> you know, my mom always says, you always wanted to be a doctor, now you're a doctor. You're always complaining, you know. And I'm saying, this is also an example of, doing what you think you're supposed to do and what society says to do and what's 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 looked at as success and I wanted to be feel successful in myself yeah and ultimately I wanted a career where I could work when I'm young because remember this thing we talked about when you're in your 20s and I don't want to suffer when I'm older I was achieving a career where I could afford to invest later on Mm -hmm. and not work for 50 years so I love that that a conscious decision for me and I'm thinking I could do that I could work hard for a few years and then I could branch off and do if, if life changes if my mind changes I can do something else and this was a good career path for me I'd recommend it for anyone dental nursing hygiene dentistry all of that I think is a very good um, area to to look into if someone's there out there that doesn't know what they want to do um you don't have to have that background you can learn slowly and work your way up but my my outlook on it overall was I don't want to say I don't I'm trying to avoid saying a stepping stone because I love what I do Mm -hmm. I consider myself semi-retired I really I consider myself semi-retired because I worked hard for a few years and then I um I started to put myself in a position where once I was married and had children I I knew that it's not going to always be sustainable to work nine to five every day Mm -hmm. and work late hours and work on the weekend which is what I you know my foundation was that's what I love to do and that's what I I knew you could save more money when you do this but once you become a wife and a mommy realize "Eh, can't be out all the time yeah (laughs) I started to make plans and, and and kind of um knew that as a woman you've got to think about these things which is why again it's a desirable career because a lot of women you can kind of juggle what you're doing which is when I when I refer to myself as semi-retired because at one point I didn't work for a year and a half that was my choice because I found my, my back against the wall I had um some personal things I needed to deal with and I could just walk away and say in that contract take some time off deal with personal deal with life and then come mm, back yeah and that was fine in a career like this. So, so that was how I looked at it. So that was premeditated. What career choice I had was premeditated and I worked my way up 
to get to what I want to get to where I wanted to be to achieve that because it's 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 a bit tricky to 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 get into dental hygiene therapy it is I was speaking to someone (laughs) recently that she wants to get into that and she was telling me that she is so competitive because she'd applied but she hadn't got on so she's like she's gonna try again next year but yeah it is very I think a lot of people are catching on to the fact that it's a great career to get into so yeah it's definitely competition is is up there it's it's like I think two at a time when I applied it was about three thousand two thousand to three thousand applicants per year and it was only three main schools in three schools in London that offered like places one offered 12 one offered 20 and one offered 30 wow you got thousands of applicants so I was thinking I'm gonna apply but I have to be open-minded that it may or may not work out but once I was in I got in first time and again, I prepared myself. I did all of what I needed to do. I'm thinking, I'm not going to get an interview. And then they're like, oh, you need to go and do some more of that. So I prepared. I'm a planner. I prepared mm. for that. And when I once I got in, I met persons that applied three, four times. I'm like, wow. 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 I guess I am. Oh, I did something right. Because I never knew these people. And, and some of them are more qualified than I was. Some of them were... Uh, we had scientists, people that did biochemistry, worked in labs, people that were lawyers, people wow. with degrees in biochemistry, we had people that were technicians already. And I'm thinking, and you had to apply a few times. So again, planning. Some some people, as you said, Peter K, they probably were on another career path and then they just, they heard about hygiene thinking, mm, this would be a good one for me. Mm. And then they jumped in. But I, I kind of, because I was a dental nurse and I had that background, I knew what it was I worked yeah. one sometimes I asked questions I made notes <laughs> okay so they like this they like that I'm going to prepare myself I'm going to make sure I'm qualified overqualified, and and that that was my path that was my path um so that sums up the career a bit <laughs> finance what specifically like for example what was your approach to like managing your money because one thing I found in your 20s typically that is when a lot of people get into debt that's when a lot of people damage up their credit (laughs) because again especially if no one's taught you how to manage your finances and sometimes when you get into your 20s that's when you're offered a credit card and it seems great but if you don't know how to use it you can end up making some terrible decisions Mm -hmm. so what was your approach to like managing your money debt things like that okay um (laughs) I like this question I like this question um basically so again just bouncing off or segueing off the career, I'll tell you my first job in the NHS, and this was from, I was a dental nurse. This is pre-dental hygiene. I knew that a job, just having a job, you're going to have to work quite a long time to save to achieve anything. So nowadays people are starting businesses, what they call side hustles. Great. So at the time, side hustle wasn't a big thing. So Mm. I thought, how am I going to achieve my goals, which are big? My main goal in my early 20s for post-25 was to be on the property ladder. Mm -hmm. And I I thought, it's quite expensive. Um, Obviously, it gets more expensive. As Warren Buffett would say, the more you sit down and wait, the more expensive things are getting. It's never going to get any cheaper. Yeah. It was expensive. When I look back now, I'm thinking, geez, could never buy I could never get on the ladder with what I went on with. (laughs) (laughs) But we digress. Um. So my, my approach was work, work, save. So I did a lot of saving. You have to, I don't care what anybody says. Yes, you, you, you need some money to make money, but saving is a part of it. Saving of course, that's a basic foundation that yes. you need to have. Some people love to say, no, oh, we don't save any money in the bank. Yeah, you yeah but where is the money? Some of these people that say that they don't even have any savings. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> they don't 
believe in savings. They don't believe in savings. They say, oh, the bank's going to take money. But no, you need, you need savings. So I, my approach was to save, but saving towards something. I knew if the opportunity should arise, I wanted to be able to go on that property ladder I could see over there in the future somewhere I could visualize it. And I'm thinking that is the ultimate thing. I don't care if it was a studio, if it was a small flat, one bed. I wanted to be on that ladder because I've, you know, I've heard it can... You can get financial freedom from that. And it's just, it just, it just gave, it would give security and you could um, build upon it. Yeah. And that was my goal. So what I did, my approach was I'm going to work and I'm going to save. I'm going to be frugal for my, I couldn't see at this time. I didn't know anything about property. I just knew I wanted to be on the ladder. Mm. You know, you watch these programs, you see, oh, property ladder, you see people building houses. I just thought, oh, I want to do that. Yeah. Know how I was going to achieve it or what I needed to do, but I knew I needed to save Peter K. So I started to save and I'm good at saving. <laughs> Remember I said I used to sell stuff when I was younger. I would save, I'd, you know, and um, another thing I did was in my job, I was with the NHS. I started working with the NHS when I was about 21 or 22, 22, 22. And they up to automatically into the um, pension scheme. I remember thinking, sitting and thinking, I'm not even working that, that much money. Mm. I don't want to be paying money into a pension scheme. And again, you know that you're an adult, but I'm thinking, you don't think about pensions when you're 20, 21 you so much. Yeah. I didn't. If some of you did, then great. But I thought, I don't need a pension. <laughs> this is not financial advice, guys. Yeah. Don't do this. It works for her. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need a pension. I'm too. I'm not. You know, I'm not there yet. <laughs> no. If I knew, then what I know now. But um, so I, I, I actually contacted HR and I, and I said, "Can you opt me out? Because I'm mm-hmm. thinking that extra money you're taking, I could be saving this." Yeah. Well, you know what I did? That was really genius. Then, oh, thank my 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 younger self. I knew someone that knew a financial advisor, and I said, "Could I get?" Could I get um I was doing some modeling on the side, guys. I was doing some modeling on the side. Oh, no surprise. She's yeah, beautiful, guys. <laughs> no, not so much now. I was doing a little music video there, you know, so you'd meet people in these social circles. Mm-hmm. And I met someone that said, Oh, you're really good. I love to manage you. And I said to him, I remember saying to him, this modeling thing is not this is not my career. I don't need a manager. I don't want to do this. If somebody calls me for a job, I'll go and collect my money and I'm gone. It's not, I don't want to do this. I'm not a manager, love. But he then um told me about a guy that did financial advising and he was a he was starting up he was young and I remember booking and paying for a session look at little me didn't have any money you know mm. and I'm booking financial advice. but the vision is there <laughs> the vision is there I love it he's okay when I look back I'm thinking look at you, <laughs> you know? and I remember sitting there I had a meeting for about two hours and I, and, I, and, I, and I still, up to today, I remember a lot of things he said. He made so much sense. He was so good. I need to find this guy again. But, you know, we have phases in life. And he talked about, you know, the pros and cons of going on the property ladder, different approaches, what you can afford. Talked about having a, you know what, that financial advisor, he never owned property. And he said, don't do like me. He says, you have to know what you want. He said, where I live I live in a very, it's kind of an elite area in Reading or somewhere where they have lakes and they have horses and they do, they do boat, um, row, rowing. Mm-hmm. So he wanted, he, that was his lifestyle. And he said, I couldn't afford to buy in that area, but I can afford to rent in that area. And that's okay too. 
Mm. And if you buy, what do you go for? A fixed mortgage or a, a variable mortgage? This, there's no right or wrong. It depends on your pocket. Yeah. If you can afford 200 a month, go for a property that's going to make you pay 200 a month. If that's a tracking mortgage, or if it's fixed, no point to say, oh, I want it fixed because I don't know if it's going to change and the fixed is 600 and you're earning 700. You yeah. see what I mean? So mm. he explained all that to me. So that was my little insight into things. And that really, really opened up my eyes as to the plan. So again, I, I go back to coming off the, <laughs> the, pension, <laughs> the pension scheme, manager's pension scheme. People look at me now and say, oh my God, can you imagine if you were still on it? I'm like, no, 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 no. Because the, the, when I actually invested in property, that property is worth much more than, more than the pension than scheme. I yeah, yeah, yeah. Added my little pension pot, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you're able to, to go back and take from that property if it increases in value. And I'm like, hmm. So I think, ah, I made a good decision. But guys, as I said, I'm not a financial advisor. Do not do this. <laughs> and <laughs> you know what? What you've just said is just a prime example because I know someone who did the same as you with the intention of saving that money. Did they save that money? No. <laughs> So the thing is, you may have done that, which again, it's all about finding what works for you. But you actually use that money to leverage yourself. Whereas there's people that are like, oh, I'm not paying into pension. I'll save it. But these times they don't save the money. That is true too. Guys, you have to know what you're capable of doing at your discipline level. You know, like some people, they will join little um, saving schemes. I don't know if they call it, is Ponzi scheme a right word or is that a a, a, a wrong Mm, word? Ponzi's, no, that's different. Different people, I don't know, this thing where people pay partner or you pay- Oh yeah, no, that's not Ponzi, that's different. Is it different? I don't know. So yeah, Peter, you can explain it, but people pay, and I always wonder why do people give people their money to save? And I realized somebody said to me, Sheree, because some people really can't save, but I've never had a problem with saving. So I yeah. never understood why do I need to give you my money and then you give it back to me and I'm yeah. not getting the interest. So I understand that now that some, you have to know your discipline level. You have to know if you're easily tempted to spend money when you see it. But as, as you said, Peter K, you know, I... I thought I'd save it and I saved it. So what happened for me was these, I became more, more financially aware. Mm-hmm. I, can't, I can't say it wasn't there before. I never saw it before. I never knew about these schemes before, but um, in my early twenties, there was a big um, first time buyers initiative, first time buyers initiative. That's everywhere now. I hear that on the radio all the time now. Mm-hmm. And that's a very easy way to get on the property ladder. Yeah. Because they allow you to pay a deposit that's much lower than what's out there. Now you can be paying 20%, 10%, 15%, 25%. And then they only lend you four times or three times. <laughs> Some banks are doing that, which is, it's ridiculous. But then they, the first time buyers initiative, some, some of these um, property developers pay your deposit for you, or they'll say pay 5%. Okay. It may mean you have to go out of central London, but that's fine. That's mm. fine. Um, so it's that when that opportunity came up, I had my savings and boom, you know what my goal was? My goal was to achieve this in my post twenties. And I did this before I was 25 guys. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I did this before I was 25. I blew my own mind. That is amazing. It's amazing. And I thank God. And I, I, I look back and I thought, wow, this is the power of planning. That's what I thought. I thought imagine if I, when opportunity came up, you didn't I have the didn't money, have the deposit. Yeah you know, and a job. Cause I had to, as much as I had, I just about had deposit guys. Cause there's fees as well. Yes. <laughs> and I remember struggling and begging and scraping for the fees. Cause I just about had the deposit. And then you also, I also had to look into what I could afford. Yeah. Know, uh, and, and the areas. So again, 
my first property that I dreamt of being in a little studio, I had a three bedroom. That was my first property. Wow. Okay. 24 years old. That is amazing. That's three bedroom property at 24 by yourself. Me, two story. Yeah. By myself. By wow. Myself. By myself, guys. And and so this is a testimony because as that I is said, a massive it, testimony. That I is amazing. The power of planning. I look at it as a power of planning and belief. Mm-hmm. And execution. Because there may be people listening right now that you're a planner. Planning is addictive. It's even fun. But if you're not executing what you're planning, you're not going to see the fruit. You know, it just goes to show what happens when you actually execute what you're planning. That is amazing, Sheree. Thank you. But that, that's, that's, I guess, I guess, as you said about it being addictive, you achieved that one, that was a one big goal, but I did have little goals. You know, my little file of facts, I talked about little pink ones, yes. <laughs> write things down in there and, and you make little achievable goals. The little achievable goals for me was, I'm going to cancel the broadband. <laughs> 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 I'm going to cancel the broadband and then once I got a car this is going back a few years I got the, got the car first when I got the car I thought mm, I'm going to have to pay for gas and insurance I cut off I cut off something else you know so I always was very conscious and very conscientious of my spending mm. guys you have to be I don't care who you are how old you are some people are learning this is their late 30s 40s 50s it doesn't matter it's never too late i listen to people in their 80s warren buffett you know rich dad poor dad read it these people there's no age limit some i always say to people it's 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 kind of a morbid example but um if you think about people like Aaliyah, artist singer Mm -hmm. actress she died young but she achieved so much yeah she achieved more than persons that lived the whole life a lifetime that's true yeah i always I don't know where I heard this, but I looked at it. It made me put perspective on life. It's not about age, where you are. If you're in your 20s and you're listening to this, this is a great opportunity. You're young because some people find these this information out later on in life, mm-hmm. you know, and it sounds great to say, oh, I knew this in my 20s or take heed. Don't, you know, listen to people that's done it before because you don't you don't have to make every mistake. You don't have to. To, to, to struggle you don't have to go in debt so again you was on your question of finances don't go into debt guys mm-hmm. I was not tempted to get loans I was not tempted to to um student loan is, is another big thing <laughs> think don't go to university because your friends are going and when they're going I went to university um after I had my property and my my first child <laughs> so there you go Wow. I, ha- I was going to university with people that were much younger than me and I was happy I was more grounded I was more settled and I'm thinking you know looking at it at the time you feel a little bit older but mm. I'm happy I'm happy with my decisions I'm happy that I sacrificed in my 20s and some people went and did the degree and they come out they're not even doing what they are paying for for the rest of their lives yeah I really do think about this guys it's becoming more and more of a topic nowadays I think um you hear people talking about should I get a student loan you know should I go in debt and even if you get a student loan you you know this money you get every term or every semester guys you don't have to rack up the debt and you don't have to spend it some people could do there might be people out there that, that's using this money to invest I'm sure that's there true. are yeah what are you doing with your money Think about what you're doing with your money. Money that you spend, you can't get back. But money that you, if you can make your money, make money. That's magic. That's magic. I love that.
Wow. And I think one of the biggest things, just connecting back from what you said, is that in your 20s, you weren't that kind of person that was like competing with anyone. You were just focused on doing you. And a lot of people, because of that competitive side, like, oh, my friends are all wearing Gucci or they're all doing this. So you end up indebting yourself or even going to these expensive restaurants that you know you cannot afford to go to just for show, just to be putting it on your Instagram story. (laughs) Yeah, for a couple of seconds. So I think, especially now in our 20s, sometimes, because I'm in my own bubble, I forget that. Not everyone thinks like me. But when I kind of compare and I speak to people, it's like, I realize that so many people have so much pressure that they're putting themselves at. They need to look a certain way. They're not even that way yet, but they're, you know, have this pressure and they're making decisions that they can't actually afford to make right now and just digging themselves in a hole that you don't need to be in just to impress people. Mm, that's so true. That's so true. It's and really I like bad. how you started off by saying you realize that not everybody thinks like you. And that's true. And that's why knowledge is power. Because, guys, every everyone has different um, natural instincts. We all have different backgrounds. You can't determine who your parents are. Some of our parents have no financial education at all yeah but what do you do you listen to other people the information is there instead of scrolling on pictures on instagram find podcasts that you like go on youtube follow people that are talking about things that you don't know you know i remember i I watched these um youtubers a family and they talked about how much they achieved in the pandemic one learned to play a guitar the lady learned to edit. They learned to play instruments. They learned, and I'm thinking, wow, they've learned a lot of things mm. <laughs> in, the, in the little, you know, little lockdown. And you know, the world is our oyster. We can get information. So if you don't have uh, a background where your uncle or your mom or your dad taught you about finances, then you can find the information out there for free. You know, or get a financial advisor. Yeah. I feel like now we're in the information age. There's so much. There's actually no excuse anymore. There isn't. There are books. There are YouTube videos you can watch. There's content on Instagram. It's all about you going to seek that knowledge because it's not going to come and knock at your door. Like you have to actively take control of the life that you want. And I think one thing for me that really just makes me sad is when I speak to people that are like in their 40s and 50s and they just have so much regret with how they've managed their finances oh, wow. Wow. yeah it's it's really like wow it puts a lot of things in perspective for me wow. and it just goes to show that what you're doing now you're actually investing in your future oh, and yes. sometimes when you're young you feel like oh but I'm young I'll do it later you won't do it later if you don't know how to manage your money in your 20s and you're not intentional in learning how to do that or even whatever age you're at it's mm-hmm. not gonna just come with age yes. it's an intentional process that you Ooh, actually I like have that. to Int- being intentional that's it that's you the key have word. To. it's not just gonna happen it doesn't and we sometimes we think oh it will come with age no like maturity does not come with age either you know it's intentional so that's definitely something that's been really eye-opening for me good 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 no I, that is so true I, I agree with that 100 percent, and I like that intentional thing because a lot of young people they're blinded by but I'm young but I'm young <laughs> when you're young so what you're gonna get old <laughs> I, called my dad, I called my dad old um last night and he said he said yeah you gotta be young to get old haven't you so he's trying to say if you're young you're still gonna get old it's, it's just it's just numbers you know he says if he's like he's 25 and he's in his 70s it's true I don't know when the time's gone it's crazy like time just it's going by so quickly don't be fooled guys by by this I'm young thing you know it's true it's not gonna last forever and and make plans and set goals and have a financial goal plan because I don't you could plan for family you could plan for your 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 storyboard 
<laughs> on your social media platforms. You could plan for your career. But if you haven't got a financial plan, you will work every day of you will work every day for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And do you want that? That's I was true. terrified of that. <laughs> that was my driver in life. I do not want to work until I'm old. And then by the time you stop working, you die. That was a fear for me. Yeah. You know, so definitely think about that. And, and that would say, you know, and if you need advice, get advice. And there's free advice now, as we said, on, 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 on all over the place, everywhere. You don't even yeah. need to pay for, for um, someone to come in on a one-to-one, but I would, I would recommend it <laughs> because then you can ask specific questions and these people know what they're doing, their expertise in their own field. And Peter K, you, you're, you're one amazing person. And it's really strange because you're younger than me and I've, I've learned so much from you as well. And, and, and that's really, really commendable, really, really commendable. Oh, thank you. What would you say were some of the life lessons that you learned in your 20s now that you're look, you can look back at it? Good or bad? It could be both, combination. <laughs> it could be good lessons or bad lessons. I'd, yeah. I'd say because I was on this mental goal achieving streak and you know as as you rightly said earlier it can be addictive you think okay I'm gonna I'm gonna achieve this goal I feel like I could have spent more not more time but valued my current time more valued mm. friendships more valued even romantic relationships remember I said you know some people are very lucky I think now when I meet people that are married or they a lady that worked with me the other day and she said I've known my partner for for how many years? About eight years, nine years, and she's only in her early twenties. And I thought, I said, you're lucky. That's that's a blessing. But if you aren't in the right headspace, you could be pushing away the right person. That's very this, true. And this is this is something I wish my parents talked to me about that because it is important. Because what you find is a lot of people in the thirties, even forties, still searching. And not everyone is going to find the one, but if you're not aware, then you might not be, you might be overlooking your potential husband, so to speak, you know? Yeah. And, and, and I think we don't talk about that much. Or when I was younger, it was a little bit shunned. Boyfriend, I didn't talk about, you know, growing up in the church and, 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 and I think that affected me. So I, I, it was almost like a negative thing to have a boyfriend, a negative thing. You don't talk about boyfriend, you don't talk about sex, you don't talk, you know, yes. you don't relationship. And that, that's something I would say, I'm going to, I have two daughters and I, I would definitely have that discussion with them and make them know you're not going to chase these things, but you have to be aware of it. And if you look at other cultures, they are very aware of it. Very. They, almost. you could, if you're from a particular culture, you could be a doctor or a lawyer. They don't, you need to have a, <laughs> the husband is the doctor lawyer marriage is the doctor yes, marriage is, the, marriage is the, the the goal you know so i'm not saying but i'm just saying if we we as a our culture we don't really address it and mm. look at where our, our deficit is is culturally family yeah we have a deficit when it comes to family so i would say that's one thing i didn't really take even friendships i love my friends but i was so goal driven i didn't mm. enjoy you know, little times with friends and even just being in a social space and enjoying soaking that moment up, going on little holidays. Those things are also important. So yeah. if I look back, imagine I'd have, I've achieved a lot of things or most of the things that I wanted to achieve, but you still, my little regrets would be not enjoying the moments, those little moments 
that I had. And, you know, those little relationships, little moments, you know, doing certain things, just enjoying yeah. that and being happy with that and not just trying to tick boxes in your file of facts. <laughs> <laughs> you know another I thing that. I don't regret I don't regret not things like not buying that handbag mm. which is things that people you know ask yourself this question the really expensive thing you bought two three years ago is it still making you happy you know that feeling you had when you just purchased it does mm. it still make you happy because I've, I've, I've got some Gucci bags and stuff I look at in my closet I'm thinking oh, I'll just kiss my teeth and I'll, <laughs> Cross my eyes when I see them. I've got, I've got heels, expensive heels. I can't even wear. Oh, Once I became gosh. a mum, my ankles I can't even wear. And I'm like, look at this money sitting in the box. <laughs> so don't try to to. On the good note, appreciate friendships, relationships. That's friendships and romantic relationships. And, you know, have that part of your life separate from your goal, achieving your financial goals, your career goals. That's what I would say. Um, avoid debt mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and, and store cards. Yeah. If they say you're going to get 10% off today, if you get this store card, it doesn't mean you need, you, need to, you need to get it. You don't need to get it. Because that 10% discount you get on that day is going to lead to you purchasing stuff you don't need in future mm. and racking up debt avoid debt at all costs <laughs> the only time what I'm, I'm learning i'm kind of learning a balance now because it's finding the right balance as well of i don't know if there's is there a thing as good debts peter k <laughs> i'd say we yes. can leverage it is that exactly yeah, i'd say yeah. avoid unnecessary debts there's certain yeah. debts you will need like for example buying a house you're, you're probably going to need a mortgage you might not yeah. have the money outright but certain things like going into debt for some cute shoes it's not really <laughs> necessary you know but That's obviously it. using debt to leverage you further mm-hmm. and say, so, yeah, things Less like that. 20s, don't get in too much debt. You don't even need to be in debt. I don't think, as, as you said, if you're not getting a house or if, you, if you've got your, your little flat or your, your um, bed set and you want to get a TV. Yes. And another thing I've learned is because I'm Jamaican and in our culture, we, we don't grow up um, having much access to, to, to loans. You know, people don't really use loans. You don't get credit and stuff. So maybe it's changed now, but your your parents didn't. You, it's either you could afford that TV or you couldn't. Mm. It's either you could afford a car or you couldn't. <laughs> there was no um, payment plans and there was no, what do you call it, um, higher purchase in these countries. So your mindset probably growing, our mindset growing up was, if you can't afford it, you can't buy it. So I was never really big on just thinking about getting a loan but if i'd say if you're going to get something expensive you can take out monthly payments and that could be if it's interest free even better mm. but that would mean mean you're using the leveraging of that to invest in something yeah do you know what i'm saying yeah investing in something so don't just as you said peter don't just say i'm gonna not take the pension and but i'm gonna spend the money you have to have a plan definitely <laughs> don't just start taking out you know, payment plans for everything you're buying and then you're just paying interest every month. For what reason? You have to have, if you can afford it, buy it outright. 100%. Or save for it. Save for it. It's not going to kill you, especially if it's not necessary. Nothing's wrong with saving, guys. You need savings for everything. You really do. I like that. There's something I wanted to go back to what you said, which was so profound, is that 
you now that you have girls you want to start teaching them you know as they get older about relationships and it's true because in most households you don't no one teach about relationships it's like when you're young don't have a boyfriend but when you get older like I, I remember I was looking back the other day and I was thinking even when I was getting married my mom gave me no advice she didn't tell me nothing just just expecting me to figure it out and even okay fine fair enough I figured it out but that was only because I was very intentional so I was looking for books you know things like that because there's obviously mistakes you want to avoid you don't want to go through things that you grew up seeing I don't want no toxic relationship but I think even now as I was thinking it's like there's so many things that we don't teach our children because you just think they'll figure it out chances are they won't you know it's so important to actually have those open conversations I was even thinking for example who teaches you what to avoid in relationships a lot of people are in toxic relationships because they don't even realize it's a toxic relationship they think it's okay and again if no one has actually given you that direction and taught you that no this is wrong you know look out for that if someone does that this is not okay then it's very easy for you to accept certain things which aren't actually healthy so I think as parents those of you that are parents it's so important to actually have these open conversations with your children because if you don't their friends are going to be advising them and a lot of the time what do their friends know they don't know nothing (laughs) so it's so important to actually impart wisdom when it comes to relationships when it comes to life in general and also when it comes to managing your money teach your children about these things oh yes there you go you know just segueing off that my dad my dad was and is a uh, he's, he's a businessman he's a very um well-known businessman in Jamaica he's done really well for himself he's done really well for himself however I look back and I'm thinking I don't have the knowledge you have I don't have the knowledge you have because their mentality is so different he he had I guess he had his drive and ambition probably that's where I got it from you know yeah. he went from no, nothing to something you know really really big <laughs> in in Jamaica and he and I'm thinking, how could my dad be this prominent businessman? And I don't, I'm just about learning how to start a business from scratch on my own. And someone mm. mentioned this, in our culture, they don't, we don't teach our children these things. Everybody's starting over. We're not passing on a baton. Yes. Everybody's starting from the, from the, from the, the start line. From ground zero. Sometimes <laughs> even back. from below. <laughs> and I'm thinking, so I'm thinking, um, I can't even get back that time, but I wish instead of just seeing him do this, seeing him do that, I wish I had those little talks about, yeah, well, I heard about saving, switching the lights off, but. <laughs> <laughs> I think but, we all heard that one. <laughs> and working hard, working hard. That, that was it, work hard and you will achieve. Cause that's what they know, working yeah. hard. But times have changed. And I'm thinking we have to speak to our children because we could probably be so much further than where we are and every generation wouldn't have to start over yeah we communicated more and as I said the deficit is in family life guys in our culture the deficit is in family life and that entails leaving something for your children educating your children talking about finances talking about relationships because it goes hand in hand some people marry because it makes sense too some people that's their biggest thing some people don't connect um you know on the emotional um aspect so much Look at some arranged marriages. They probably never even met, but they're still married for 50 years. Yeah. Because they have a, they, they, they can build a strong family. They can build strong um, finances. They could, and what those people, for example, this is an example of an arranged marriage. They come together. They look at what they can both offer and they have children and their children do really well. And they have a, a good solid foundation. 
you know, mm. and they also teach their children, you find a husband and you replicate, you replicate this. You know, I know it's not all our intentions to get married, but I'm just saying, look at, don't look at it just as love and love. It's yeah. not just that. It's, it's, yeah, and so it's intentional too. You've got to build the marriage you want to have. See that word again. Yeah. See that word again. And, and, and it's, it's a huge one. We have to be intentional about these things. So yeah, we need to, to, to appreciate relationships, even friendships. Look at, yeah. look at, um, Hancock, you know, pe- these people in politics, these people in the bit in the world, they, they know each other. They've, they went to the same schools. They help each other. I've seen it. I've seen it. I've had friends that went to certain universities and they're giving each other jobs, networking, networking. Yes. major, major, major card, major card in life. Right. That so, is so true. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. But yeah, I definitely say imparting knowledge is so important because sometimes even if you think about generational wealth, a lot of people like, yeah, I want to build generational wealth. But also in building, you need to also pass the knowledge as well. It's easy to give the car the house, but if that child doesn't understand how to manage it, (laughs) you're going to go back, (laughs) you know. So definitely imparting that knowledge is important. And I love what you mentioned about networking. And I think that's why it's important as well that no matter where you are in life, always leave a good impression always leave on yeah. good times because sometimes like when I think of some of my friends in jobs they've been in they just didn't go back and I'm just like how can you do that what if you need a reference like what are you gonna do like you don't do that and for me it's just so alien like I would never do that but one thing my mom has always taught me is like wherever you go always leave a good impression and it's crazy because sometimes there's people that I would have worked with years ago or just mm-hmm. maybe did something with them and opportunities can come to me through that th- through just having those good relationships or they'll think of me like oh I heard about this I think this oh. would be good and I'm like wow so honestly the power of networking is amazing genius it's 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 it's, it's huge it's the difference between a lifelong career it's so and, true and, you know as you, and as you said you know even having that good reference to get that next job that would mean everything to you so we mustn't overlook these things it's true all those little things they make such a difference so I have my last question for you mm-hmm. actually I have one bonus I always ask everyone which I'd love to hear your perspective oh, on. Gosh. <laughs> so <laughs> my question is what advice would you give to someone that's currently in their 20s about how they should be navigating this season of their life so can you think of let's say three um, tips that you'd give to them about navigating this this period of their life because it will go quick because yeah this 20s of mine has been going real quick, <laughs> quick. what would you tell us <laughs> um I would say definitely set goals goal setting is a big thing um I've always set goals not even knowing kind of what they are I think I just automatically did that because that was my coping that was my way of benchmarking where I am and what I need to achieve and having a vehicle having a vehicle to get to achieve those goals guys Mm -hmm. you can't just set a goal and say I want to be a millionaire I want to I want to have um, a house in Greece how are you going to do that it's fine make the goal have the vehicle beside the goal have the way in which you're going to get there have the plan it doesn't matter if it's five steps or ten steps you can get there and you will get there. When you, when I, you know, I'm always very fascinated by pe- high achievers. And when you hear their stories, they started with nothing. Like everybody's starting from, from a level playing field here. Yeah. The difference is the consistency and the plan. I read Myra Carey's book because I, you know, I, I never read um, autobiographies, but I heard um, someone talking. I heard, I heard it like, you know, advertisement works. I heard it about two or three times and people were saying, oh, they were so surprised. And 
I was so surprised because when I read her book, it taught me about character. She's from a mixed family. She grew up really poor. Even her mom, I don't, she, she doesn't think her mom even liked her because, you know, the mom couldn't comb her hair because she's got mixed, she's mixed race and she was always dirty. But wow. she held on to, she, she thought, she knew she was different. She knew she had a good voice and she knew she could write. And she had a little book that she would write songs in. And she kept it with her that even as a teenager, she started to work and go into studio. She believed in herself so much that when she met the big guys, you know, she went to a party. I think she did, um, she did something and she met Will Smith, took her to a party. People met her and they're like, oh, this girl can sing, you know. She took the mic, she sang, you know, people starting to get to know her. She wasn't the Mariah Carey yet. And she said a, a huge artist, I won't tell you all the book, but she, a huge artist said, oh, that's a nice song. Um, it's almost like she offered her, she said, I can do a song with you. I can, you can give me that song. And she said, no. She said no. And I thought, wow, it must have took a lot for her as a nobody with no money, sleeping in a little dingy flat in New York with your friends. Mm. She probably, she said she probably couldn't even use the bathroom. That's how filthy it was. And you turned down the offer of a star, you giving them one of your songs because she cherished her goals so much. She cherished her ideas. She knew, she said, I knew one day these are going to be valuable because I believed in my music. I believed in my writing. So she never sold out herself for anything, you know? That. And that was, and if I could, if I learned anything, it was like these people that made it, they have something different. They have belief in themselves mm -hmm. and they set goals. So even when they were waiting tables, some of them, Cardi B did stripping. Some of them did things that you wouldn't do, but they all, I her, her story as well. I, I saw that on the on the telly the other day and it was like, wow. She, all, she Mona Scott that did Love and Hip Hop said Cardi B is the only person that came on the show and said, listen, I'm not here to stay. I'm doing one season so people can know my name. I'm not an actress. I'm a, I'm a rapper. Mm. <laughs> you know, and I thought, wow, I didn't know that about her. I'm not a big Cardi B fan. I thought, well, you know, I'm just inspired by everyone. I'm inspired by... And all these people, the one common thing is belief and goals. So set your goals and have a vehicle. So Cardi B used the stripping as a vehicle. She used the show as a vehicle. Mariah Carey, she used, she did presentations and performed in different places. Whether she got a little bit of money, but she didn't sell her, her she didn't sell her, um, her, her, her valuable assets, which was her music and her little songs that she wrote. So she owned them. She has ownership. So set goals have the vehicle to get there and you can achieve it, right? This includes having an investment plan. So mm. whether it's your career, just remember, unless you want to work a job forever, have <laughs> an out clause, have an out clause, have, have, because anything can happen in life. You can, you can, you can be ill. You can become yeah. ill. You, if you are a, um, you, something might affect you that, will then affect your career. And in my job as a dental hygienist, I meet a lot of people. I meet people from all walks of life. I meet actors, singers, writers of, you know, popular shows on TV, actors in your favorite sitcoms are my patients. I have politicians and I hear, and I, I, I meet people that are social workers, doctors, and you, they all have a story. And I have people that are off sick for one year because of the stress of their high flying job that you would probably yes. would want. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and, and, and I, I even experienced some of that myself with my job, you know, um, I've got a friend, I said to her, how could you have been a high, how could you be a high, I said to her, you're older than me. You've been a hygienist for many years. You don't have back problems. No, 
but I did yeah. <laughs> I got it early on <laughs> I never expected it I remember even seeing a financial planner um what do you say a financial planner someone that plans and say oh you can invest in if you yeah financial planner work. yeah if you can't work I think she gave it, that, that, that number to me years ago this is the beginning of my career I didn't even graduate yet and he said you got to think about again I thought I was very young I didn't need these <laughs> <laughs> I was very young and I didn't need these things I'm thinking oh now I realize you can't just rely on the job you got to rely on your body you got to rely on your health you got to rely on your mental health people get mentally stressed and they can't work you know yeah. so set goals have a financial plan guys and a plan to invest so that if one day you can't work you still have some money coming in have a little side hustle go on YouTube like you know there's there's no excuses now you can find ways to make money that's not just exchanging your time for money and enjoy life enjoy life now live in the moment that's another thing that's another thing for myself even mm-hmm. as the same person I was at 20 deep inside you're that same person when you were 10 you are that same person inside your soul is the same so I still struggle with planning too much and not enjoying the now so I'd yeah. say enjoy life now enjoy your moments now don't just be don't plan to be happy in the future don't plan to be happy when you get the husband don't plan to be happy when you get the car because you know what <laughs> you're gonna get them and you're gonna still want something else a hundred percent right <laughs> yes that is so true so that's that's what I would say new, new levels I don't like this. Uh, can I well, taste this? New levels, new. Y- you can. <laughs> you get to somewhere, and then there's more things to do, and then there's more things to achieve, and then there's more stress that comes with with these things that you plan to achieve. Yeah. So, so be mindful of that and just enjoy now. Um, and that's what I'd say. That's what I'd say. I love that. And what you were saying is definitely something that I'm working on too. It's like as much as I'm planning and I'm working towards what I want being present in the moment too and enjoying that because the time goes quick and you're not going to get that back so if you're always postponing your happiness with and attaching it to different things you'll never once you achieve it you're never going to feel that sense of satisfaction so for me right now I'm just being like okay let me enjoy where I'm at let me even appreciate because sometimes especially when you are that goal-oriented person like Mm -hmm. me you achieve something and then you're not even that proud of it because it's like oh yeah but the next thing so even the little things the little progress you make be happy like commend yourself like okay well done to you Mm -hmm. like learn to appreciate the little things like this is something that I'm really pushing myself to do more of now Mm -hmm. because I feel like sometimes when you're not that way you're never gonna you're never content you will get the million and then it's like okay I want to get to a billion (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. so even just enjoying where you are right now of course working towards what you want but definitely enjoying where you are right now and that time with the people you love because sometimes again yes you're working towards your goal but sometimes people pass away and you don't want to have regret like oh, my wow. brain is a little crazy sometimes oh, so wow. even now so, I mean, it's true like thinking about that is so true it's true like even now I'm like you know my my for example like, my dad is the only parent that I have living here my mom lives in America now so even now it's like I'm pushing myself I want to see him at least once a month like even now like the conversations we're having now we never had before like I'm asking him, what was your childhood like what do you what do you enjoy what's your hobbies dad what do you like doing because I want to actually know him not know as my him. parent but as a person yeah and again the way my brain is is like if he was to die I don't want regret you know I want to no, know I that know I, about him. I didn't know that about him you'll feel more complete if you should honestly have. there's so many things I'm learning about him now that I never knew and even those things just just really being intentional with your relationships like for example something I did at the beginning of the year I set goals for everything but not just like goals like financial goals but also even for my relationships that I have my friendships because those two things are important as well so yeah really just 
again being intentional that's my word for 2021 that's amazing. <laughs> but, but yeah you bring up the things that we don't usually think about peter you're, you're you're wise beyond your age you're you're, you're wise beyond your years oh but thank that's you so that's so true yeah you know and the parent thing you know we take them for granted sometimes your children your parents your friendships and as i said that's one of my little regrets it's not major but you know looking back at people that i knew in my early 20s anything you know you could have just enjoyed the moment a bit more yeah <laughs> But yeah, enjoy. Like even your parents, especially for those of us in our 20s, sometimes you just can't wait to, to move out and yeah, <laughs> get yeah, away yeah. from them. <laughs> but honestly, like be intentional, spend time with them, you know, because you don't want regret. For me, regret is one thing that I don't want. I can deal with failure now, but I regret, I do not want to have that. It never so, goes away regret, does it? It doesn't. And it just, that nigging thing that will always be there. Yeah. So honestly, just, just make time for the people you love as well. So, so my last question for you, which is something that I ask all my guests is, what would you say is your idea of success? What does it look like for you in like a holistic way? Mm, good question. Um, from achieving different things, going through different phases in life. For me, success cannot be, can't start with cannot, but I would say people think success is achieving particular things not necessarily things that they want Mm. success is truly when you achieve what you want not what your mum wants not what society wants success is when you achieve what you want and to encompass that I I believe it should be four things in terms of wealth wealth and wealth doesn't mean just money for me you got financial wealth number one social wealth number two time wealth number three and physical wealth which is health mm. so physical wealth is health time wealth would mean represent freedom for me social wealth is status it could be status within your friendships who are you in your friendship group for example who are you in your relationship who are you as a parent right yeah. financial wealth is money so we've got money status freedom and health and i would say be wary of the jobs that you are lured into that offers you money and status, but doesn't afford you freedom and health. Mm. So on that one, that, that's a whole <laughs> other podcast we could do, man. So the success <laughs> encompass these things because you can achieve the money and the status and not have the time and health or yes. the freedom. Well, you know what I mean? So those four things, achieving something that you want, first of all, not what your mom wanted for you, not mm-hmm. what society wants for you, not to becoming a doctor because it's meant to be the career, because you won't be happy, you won't be satisfied. You won't. And I've worked with those people that they just did it because their parents wanted them to, and they're not happy. They're not happy. They're not happy. So success, remember, guys, is achieving what you want. But first, you have to know what you want. And Peter K, we spoke a few weeks ago, and I talked about this. I talked about um, just self-reflecting, reflecting. We can be so busy that we don't even know what we want. You're just chasing this, you're chasing that, chasing that. What so do I true. Really want? What do I really, really want? You could be a career-driven woman and ultimately you want to be a wife that works two days a week. But you don't even know that yet. But you might get drained because you've been chasing your goals for 100 years and <laughs> now you're tired. <laughs> yes. You guys, hint, hint. But I'm just saying, you, you, you know, Success has to be what you want, first of all. And then it has to encompass, I think, health, wealth, status in who in your relationships and so on. And that that's that's success for me. Having satisfaction in yourself at the end of the day. Wow. 
I love that. <laughs> you, there's so many things that you said that are so quotable. <laughs> but honestly, if I can take anything away from what you said, and even things that you've reflected back on and would do differently, it is about having the goals, but also having the vehicle or finding the vehicle that's going to take you there. Yes. And also just being present and enjoying where you are right now. Oh, yes. You've definitely dropped so many gems. And now that we've come to the end of the podcast, you are definitely the right person for today's episode. <laughs> honestly, there's things that you shared today that I didn't even think you would share or I didn't even know about you. Like, honestly, you have a wealth of knowledge that you need to start sharing more of. Like, you need to start giving more of that. There's so much that people can learn from you. Like, I've learned so much from you in the last however long we've been recording this. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> yes, honestly, like it's very, very inspiring. Very inspiring. Thank you. And thanks for having me. It's an amazing podcast. I, you know, I listen to a few of them and they're really brilliant. I like the guests and I like the content and I, I think it's so needed. And this is just a safe place for, for I don't want to be, I'm not age biased, but it's for anyone, for anyone. I think, you know, you're full of knowledge and I've learned from you, as I said, Peter King. Sometimes I'm thinking, how old is she? And I remember someone saying that to me, a friend saying to me, oh, Sheree, I've learned so much from you, you're younger than me. And I'm thinking, wow, Peter King is that person because <laughs> so continue to share your knowledge, continue to, to enlighten us in, uh, you know, in all this and bringing on other guests that we can all learn from. <laughs> thank you. And thank you so much for sharing. Honestly, it's been so great. And I'm sure I will definitely have you back to speak about some other things. But yeah, honestly, I am so excited to see what the future holds for you, Sheree. But honestly, wow, so many gems. I have nothing else to say. But yeah, thank you for joining me. And I'm sure that those that will listen back, take notes because there's so many things that Sheree has said that if you actually take these things and start implementing it, you're going to look back and be very, very happy with the decisions that you've made. Wow. (laughs) Thank you, Peter Kay. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to today's show. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. If you'd like Cherie to come back to share some more of her gems with us, do let me know. You can contact me via my email or via social media. If you enjoyed today's show and you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, do give this episode a rating and leave a review. We'd love to hear what you thought of today's episode. If there's anything that you learned or really resonated with you, I'd love to hear your feedback. So feel free to reach out. I want to hear from you. And I definitely encourage you Apple listeners to leave your ratings. It means so much to me to actually know that you guys are enjoying the show. I see the streams, I see your locations, but it would be nice to hear your feedback. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and enjoy the rest of your week. Let's be intentional with the way we spend our times and with the way we're navigating through this season of our lives. So whether you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, or beyond, or even younger, I see you guys too. Remember, be intentional. Be intentional in everything that you do. And I'm sure your older self will be very grateful for that.